Yep, it's me, Dan DeBoof. I am at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival doing comedy chats. And my guest today is Simon Munnery. So your show is called And Nothing But? Yeah, that's right. Is that like just you? So that way you don't have to worry about anything else? Like, yes, it's yeah, a deliberate yeah. kind of... I mean, the blurb I wrote was Simon returns to what he does best, being himself for an hour. Thought, keep set, going, keep set, going, keep set, going. Set the bar low. Um, he will consider the absurdity of houses, yep. lament the neo-con con, yeah. perform the new can-can, yep. just for the rhyme. That was for... Yeah. That, is that was, a bit in the show or you just put yes, that in? no, I put it okay. in and then I was forced to create it. And I have. Quite, <laughs> I have created a new can-can. You, you're familiar with the can-can dance? Uh, oh, not, not intimately, but right. I know it exists. Returned this very morning from the Folie Berger. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, so what I've done is taken, I've boiled it down to its essence. What's the essence of the can-can dance? To me, it's a, a kick... Accompanied by a glimpse of underwear. Yep. Right, so for, for my new can-can, <laughs> I've built this simple device that I strapped to my back, which is two bamboo poles attached to some string that goes through two straps, one on each foot. And when I kick my foot, mm. the two bamboo poles come up, revealing two pairs of white Y-fronts. Okay. And it's a treat for the ladies. Well, that's a spoil. You've, that's a spoiler alert. No, I don't think you can spoil that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Even if you know it just the, heightens the, the, your the, anticipation. Yes, the idea of it. And while the audience sing the, sing the music, when well, I sing, you know, bum, 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 bum. That's a, it's a highlight for me. I really enjoy doing that. Do you have to um, pack all this stuff in a giant suitcase or do yes, you build that, it in location? A um, bit, bit of both. But um, I've, my criterion for what a show is, is does it fit in a case? Yeah, I've, uh, I've I've toured with all sorts of things over the years. Once with a huge van with a, um, a pop-up screen on top. But anyway, uh, my, as the older I get, the less I can carry. <laughs> so I, um, it's, it's one suitcase. I, I used to do a thing where I'd come on in a huge paper bag um, <laughs> and uh, and do a countdown: ten, nine, eight, seven. Get the audience to do it as well, and then uh, try and punch my way out of it. <laughs> and my stage manager would then. Uh, I, I was. I, Deliberately not able to do so until my stage manager came along and uh, sprayed water on it. Yeah. So I was able to go, yes, they said I couldn't do it. I managed to punch my way out of a wet paper bag. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, so then uh, I used to build it every day, build a new paper bag out of, you know, yeah. paper. After the dressing room was filling up with these paper bags, I was, well, I should just probably just repair one. So that's what I started doing rather than. Uh, Completely reconstructing, but that oh, well, that's kind of the then you know you know where to punch, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did make it easier for myself, but then again, the festival's going on. I was getting weaker. That's true. Yeah. Um, have you opened yet, or open tonight? Okay, and where has the show been already, or is this your testing ground? No, this is absolutely not testing ground. It's, it's uh, the show I did in Edinburgh, uh, and then toured around the UK and uh, did it in Barcelona. And See. Also, and just done a run at the Soho Theatre in uh, the West End, London. Okay, so are you, is your brain kind of in two spots where you're half like, I know what I'm doing, I know it works, it's going to be great, but also like brand new audience, who knows how it's going to go? Both, yeah. yeah. I, I know what I'm doing, but um, whether they know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm, I'm bound to say something that does not connect with... Uh, that's an interesting thing to find out, but it's you just don't know till you do it. Um, for example, I had this joke, lovely, beautiful joke, but the, the punchline was the word grudge. Right? It means nothing in Holland. <laughs> three nights in Amsterdam. And it's just a perfect joke. There's no better word to put in there but grudge. Yeah. Like the Dutch speak really good English, but sort of an MTV kind of English light. There are certain oh. words, that, you know, so that they, they think they speak much. Well, they do speak really good English, but it's not the same English that I speak. So if you'd use like beef, beef, which is like, I guess, a hip hop grudge. Oh, I see what you mean. It'd be, uh, yeah. Why? Yeah, that's good. I don't know. <laughs> 
If only I could go back in time. Shit. Get me Holland. Get me Holland on the front. I've solved it. Everyone who bought a ticket, you're just going to call them up and go, it was beef. Beef. And they'll all go, oh, that's funny. It's funny now. Looking back. Oh, all right. Well, so, I mean, it must be crazy touring to places like Spain and and Holland and and putting on your act, which is, um, I, I think the word that was used in your bio was off the wall. Mm, do, you, do you find like it's tough finding adjectives? Like, yeah, I, generally. Because <laughs> if you're trying to think I'm of something. I'm a verb man. <laughs> Once in Edinburgh, I bribed a reviewer. I was very drunk, but I bribed a reviewer to give me a no stars review for a fiver. And she did, but it didn't come out in time. The next morning, I woke up and What the hell have I oh. done? <laughs> you idiot. Was the... it, it didn't come out. She did write it, though. Okay, so as in it was written as scathing as possible? Yes, it give me give me give me the worst thing you could. Just to to flaunt my indifference to reviewers. These days <laughs> Which is right, late at night. These days, like because I like you said, how long did you say thirty? Thirty years. So when you would have started out there was no internet. There was nothing. It was just dust. So yeah. <laughs> we built this. We built Pigeons. this. That's how we used to try to communicate. But if you would get a bad review, it would just it would it'd be there, you'd suck it up for the festival, it'd be a kick in the guts, and then you'd, you'd start again next year. Whereas yeah. now, someone could Google you and find that bad review. Yes. It, it lives with you forever. That's right. Yeah. Do you think that that's... I mean, I, I, that must surely be a bad thing. Well, on the other hand, there's so much... You know, the, 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 all reviews sort of live forever, but, but there's loads more, and they kind of... Uh, you know, cancel each other out. In the end, I think what matters is word of mouth. Mm. Like, um, I think of every person in the audience as a seed, and if they enjoy the show, they'll tell someone else. Mm. And never mind the review. It doesn't do you any good to read reviews. Of course not. Or, or even anyone else. Also, say you read a brilliant review. Oh, this show's the best thing ever. Yeah. Right? That's what the reviewer thought when they saw it. Yes. If you then go and see that show, it can't be that good. Yeah, Because true. you already know it's going to be. And part of the thing is it's got to be exciting. You've got to discover it for yourself. So what you really want, I guess, is... Like slightly good reviews and really shit hot word of mouth. Ideally, yeah. no, no reviews, even a really bad review. Oh, because but, but but also but that that you on reading it you think oh god this reviewer just didn't get it. Yeah, and everyone's running around going oh did you see the did you yeah. see the review Simon Munnery copped oh it's bloody <laughs> you know um, I saw one of my comedy friends put on Facebook and this one's quite interesting right. He said, what about we all just boycott reviews? None of us put reviews on our posters. None mm. of us link to them. Nothing. And instead of having media nights where we invite um, reviewers from the newspapers and, and what have you, we instead invite, say, like programmers from TV stations and commissioning editors and stuff like people who can actually get us something in work. our career. Yeah. Ooh. Now, what's, what do you reckon about that? I'm on for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why, why invite criticism? Why not? That's it. Why not invite... Invite, pe- invite money. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Sponsors, patrons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is a it is a bit of a, a puzzler, you know, why we all, you know, go out there and do all of this. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, what's the alternative? Work. Exactly. <laughs> no. I know, right? 
I feel I guilty getting you in here at 11 a.m. Like, yeah, yeah. you should be asleep right now. Technically, yeah, as a comedian, that's part of their life cycle. Yeah, exactly. Sleep all morning, all day. And best, best preparation for doing a show, often, you know, just for a gig, you'd be pacing up and down nervously. The best way to do a gig is to be woken. I had a terrible cold on the floor in uh, Bristol and I tried to cancel the gig I tried to get someone replaced but I couldn't get anyone so I looked down on the train people coming up to me going are you alright I go no not really and it was lying <laughs> in, wrapped up in a blanket by an electric fire on the floor and the blue shook me and went you're on <laughs> and that was fantastic gig that is actually uh, yeah because the 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 ant like how do you deal with that like anticipation like the that nerves the dread the oh, oh. just you know it's, it's i find it a fascinating space the 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 dressing room or toilet as it often is yeah just you know what you do before you go on you, you there's nothing that you can do really to prepare you unless you're already you know you, you've prepared you are prepared but nevertheless yeah it's a, and nothing like imminence and like or one that's really bad I find is when you know you're supposed to be going on but it, it, you don't know exactly when so yeah. it's not like you start your show at seven it's like you're doing a night and it's going on a bit long so you're literally just sitting there like a coiled spring mm-hmm. just waiting mm. and then when they do say all right let's welcome Simon Munnery you're like what this is it ah like, oh. once years ago I had, I had six months off uh, like I've been doing it 30 years but I'd, um, I've got nerve damage and I was on morphine, right? which is very Moorish, I discovered. <laughs> and, uh, Lovely stuff. But I, actually, yeah, uh, but I was in Manchester doing a gig and they said, uh, do you mind tomorrow night if you go in the middle rather than headlining? We'll pay you the same. I went, oh, yeah, sure. Because you're kind of indifferent. That's one of the effects of morphine. Anyway, I had six months off. And I didn't think about it at all until in the middle of that six months, I came down to do Melbourne Festival. Uh, International Comedy Festival, and uh, it was a big, <laughs> a big radio gala show. In five and I was about to go on, and I'd not had this much time off before. And it was about to go, what an embarrassing job! <laughs> I'll just go up and talk to it. Nah. Oh no! But as soon as you back on the horse uh, and trot off, it's fine. On the horse, so to yeah. speak. It's probably not the best not the terminology horse, no. to use Sorry. when you're on morphine. Oops. Sorry, <laughs> that's all the people haven't killed. Though. It's going to be a good show tonight. <laughs> it's on the horse. <laughs> no. All right. So, so what's the process for tonight? What do you go through? When? How? Like, do you get? I guess, is there someone on who'd be on in the room before you, so you can't get you, there too early? No. Well, tech at four. Yeah. Then, um, oh, so that's when you find out. Here's yeah. the curtain you'll hide behind, and here's the microphone you announce yourself with. That's right. I don't do that. No, I've got a, got a, I've got a series of openings. I do um, I about eight openings. <laughs> I do them sequentially, one after another. Brilliant. And that's, that's an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So that, that's, uh, well, that, you know, if you start with your best joke. Yeah. No, I end with my best like, joke. Well, but it's also an opening as well. It is. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I like openings. I don't, finales not to bother with. Although the, the can-can thing, which could have been a finale, I put it in the middle because it, mm. it breaks it up a bit. As a spike. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. All right. Um, well, I'll, um, I'll wish you the best of luck. You will? Yeah, well, because that soon, occurs. Soon will that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, right now. <laughs> you, know, you know the phrase break a leg? Yeah. Do you know where that comes from? I'd love to be enlightened. There's different theories. Adam Hills had, a, had a, heard a different... Uh, How ironic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Film, but, uh, it comes from in the old days of music hall. Right? The leg was the device that raised and lowered the safety curtain. And break a leg means get so many encores that they break the device that lo- raises, raises and lowers the curtain. Oh, fantastic. A little bit of knowledge. Yeah, that's good. End on a fact. End, end on a fact. <laughs> yeah, kill him. That, you can do that in your show if you want. It's always good uh, to get out on a fact. End on a fact. You've, thank you so you're... much Thank for you, coming Dan. in this morning. Thanks, Thanks for getting me. out of bed. Cheers, <laughs> boy.